There's a couple of really big shifts. Some, some we are on top of, right? We obviously are always proponents of digital, and we've always been pushing digital. And I, I think I saw a stat recently that ad spend is almost 59% digital. It's, it's you know the majority of ad spend because all these companies had these other budgets. This is the Outbound Sales No Fluff this real, this raw, yeah, we hitting switches. Ain't no cutesy stories, no rants, no product pitches. This outbound sales prospecting at its best. Yeah, we hold it down from the east to the west. That's on the daily podcast every single day. So tune in, cause this is the way. Get epic cold calling, coaching moments. And see who wins, who bring that suspense. We interview straight from the experts. So get your knowledge up and put it to work. You get in the mix with the crew. Subscribe and leave a review Cause we serve it straight from the glass This the Outbound Sales No Fluff Podcast Like behind those tools There's like other platforms that emerge Right and they either play Alongside them or they play Against them and It's really cheap to go Jack some of that traffic being number one when someone searches gong and you're another version of that but you don't see that in yeah. b2b i mean have you guys seen seen that as a as a as a tactic that's helpful as well i mean not just brand protection but also cannibalization get into those funnels yeah, I mean, brand protection is super important and it's always where you get your cheapest bids. A lot of companies, you know, ask the question, are we cannibalizing our own traffic? And in almost every market, the answer is no, you have competitors that will take it if you leave it out there almost every time. Looking at, you know, bidding on your competitors, sometimes it can be expensive, um, but there's a bunch of ways to go around doing that successfully. And, and I think even going back, you know, two steps to the tactic I was just talking about, you go on that call, you understand what your salespeople and, you know, what they're going to search on, what they're talking about on the calls. If you get an understanding of what other company salespeople are, then, then they're doing marketing for you. Because if, exactly. if a company has a whole outbound fleet of people and you know what question they're going to search for, yeah, it might be small search volume. But maybe all of that search volume is the question that comes up from their outbound team. And what's going to happen when their outbound team finds their target, talks to them, they go to Google, and then they see your brand in front when you're looking at you know paid search or SEO on these, these kind of niche terms. They go, wait a second. This guy was saying he's leading the space and these guys have the ranking for this. They're popping up. So again, what's the ROI of that, right? A huge amount of value of being able to sway people from your, your top competitors by competing on these things that a lot of companies just don't even think about. It's really interesting. So, I mean, I don't know how detailed that is, but I like to try to get pretty actionable here. This seems like a, a takeaway tip that someone can take on right now. How the hell do I do that, Spencer? Like, is like how do I, how do I uh, rank in a, you know, don't get too nerdy on us, but how do I rank for a question? Like, how do I how do I do something like that? Uh, what, what's like a, a basic high level overview? Maybe I could take that away and try to get my team to do that. If I'm a sales rep, getting asked the similar questions and want to want to try to get that ranking up. Yeah, I mean, to, to make it super actionable, you know, there's there's a few steps to actually getting it. One is reach out to your sales team. You have your marketing team, your sales team meet, understand what they're saying on the calls, what their USPs, their value props, their objections are. Write all of those down, you know, take those into whatever keyword research tool you want. That could be, you know, Google ads, it can be SEMrush, it can be Ahrefs. Throw those things in there and see if there's any kind of volume and, and competition, right? And don't worry too much about volume. If it's really low, that's fine because you know it's super targeted, but you can still prioritize these ones with a mix of the volume and the difficulty. So you, you can take a look at the difficulty, 
you know, in those same tools, SEMrush or Ahrefs, you can look at your own site and see, you know, your domain authority or your domain rank. See if you can rank for those and just immediately make content for each one of those. The first step is just make the content, put it out there. You know, Google's first step is that they're going to look at your content and you feel, you'll see this on charts all the time. There's a little spike and then it tails off uh, because Google will rank you high to test your content and say, is this content worthy? If you have a good user experience, boom, you've already got this traffic from what you're looking for. If you, you don't have a great user experience, it's going to derank a little bit. And that's where long-term SEO comes in, right? That's where you need to optimize that post. That's where you need to try and build some links, uh, you know, either in-house or with an agency. But once you've done that, especially with these terms that are generally a little bit less contentious, a little bit more long tail, these specific questions, you know, you're, you're getting smaller values of traffic, but the, the value of that traffic of each visit is so much higher. That's, that's so interesting. Uh, and that's on the Google front. Is there any way to... Is there any way to like game that type of thing for content that you might be producing? Again, a lot of our audience here are going to be sales and marketing people on like LinkedIn. Can I can I be putting certain types of content in my LinkedIn feed that might also get, you know, because there's people searching for stuff even on LinkedIn. Um, but more importantly, like, does that impact, like, as an individual, can I somehow do that? Is there tactics there that can help me, or is that like, no, you're you're, you're just ship, swimming up the wrong. <laughs> Swimming up the wrong uh, river. It's a, it's a little bit different because uh, the way that LinkedIn does their entity search is that you're really searching for entities, not so much for posts, right? But yeah. the way that you still want to do that is, is again, talking about that content holistically. If you've created this piece that answers a specific question and you know the audience, you can still definitely post that on your social. It'll go through those feeds and then take that a step further. And, and you know, ideally, you're connected with your audience or you know who your audience is. Spend a couple hundred bucks on each one of these posts that you put out to target that. You know, Facebook's got great targeting. LinkedIn has great targeting. So not only post it in there, promote those posts and promote those posts to the people that you want to see that, that you think will have that question, that you know from experience have that question. And it all it all works together, right? It primes them if you've already given them an outbound call or if you're planning on giving them an outbound call. It drives more traffic to your post, which can help you get better user metrics. So you rank better in Google. You can share that on Google search. It all, it all plays together so closely, which I think is where a lot of teams kind of miss, especially with that silo between sales and marketing. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And so um, as we think about the last couple minutes here, Spencer, landing the plane a little bit, I think it'd be great to have you back at some point, like the, 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 third, rug, the third rugger to bring a marketing <laughs> mix into the, into the conversation when we get Jerry, plus add some funny to talk to the mix because I'm sure you'll have some great questions for you. But um, is there anything right now that you're seeing that's kind of different since the shelter in place, the COVID stuff that um, that we should be paying attention to? I mean, obviously, we're talking about a lot of stuff we, you and I have geeked out about for quite some time. But any like real aha moments or changes that you've been seeing, uh, you know, now that things have gone more digital, um, if I'm a company trying to figure things out for 2021, um, any tips? tricks, takeaways? Yeah. I mean, I think there's, uh, there's a couple of really big shifts. Some, some we're on top of, right? We obviously are always proponents of digital and we've always been pushing digital. And I, I think I saw a stat recently that, uh, ad spend is almost 59% digital. It's, it's, you know, the majority of ad spend because all these companies had these other budgets. You have all these budgets from physical events, uh, you know, from all sorts of different types of marketing that don't really work anymore. We're not, you're not doing any kind of face to face stuff right now, or, or if you are, it's very limited. Um, so a lot of those marketing budgets, it, it took companies a while. When, when COVID first hit, everybody was kind of afraid and there's all, you know, we saw a lot of frozen budgets. 
uh, about a month in, it was like, okay, let's, let's resume our digital. And then, you know, maybe four to six months in, we started seeing everyone go, okay, we have these massive budgets for events and for all sorts of things, for partnerships. We don't know how to spend it. Can you guys take these budgets and put them online? And so we saw this thing where it, it dipped, it went back to normal, and now it's kind of skyrocketing. So the, the digital marketing space is, is huge right now. It's more competitive, but you also have more searches because people are stuck at home. But one of the big things that we've been seeing as well is that in the market, people have a thirst for what we're missing, right? We don't have those physical conferences anymore. So online conferences, which I think in the past were often, you know, somebody would have it running the background of their work day or not paying attention, have become much more robust. They're getting better guests, better content, and much better engagement and audiences. So if you can look at the kind of marketing that you were doing beforehand, where you had those other budgets, the non-digital marketing, and figure out how to translate that to digital, whether that's a webinar, a seminar, an event, video content, right? Really engaging things where you can kind of get that human connection of the content again, where people don't feel like you're just reading an article, but you're, you're actually going away and use that and leverage that. You're gonna get way more engagement than you used to get because of this huge shift from you know personal interaction to largely online interaction. That's fantastic. Uh, I know the couple of folks try to take advantage of the digital events early on and the, the platforms are a little wonky and things like that, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, but they've actually got some pretty cool stuff where like you have like a digital booth, could people come join you, they pop in and out. And um, I've been in a couple now that um, have been uh, pretty, pretty, pretty engaging, right? Feels feel, I mean, people are getting more and more comfortable um, if they weren't already digital to like have an interaction like this and make it feel like it's a little more human. Uh, yeah. Like we know each other a little more. So I love that, man. Hey, uh, we're we're coming up on the last couple minutes here, and uh, if folks were excited about some of the things you talked about, want to reach out to you, get to know Spencer Padway, the Rad Bold Move, Spencer Bold Move Radway, uh, uh, in any way, shape, or form, or get to know Search Nurture, how 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 can they find you? Yeah, I am super accessible. You can Google my name, Spencer Padway. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Spencer Padway, or uh, you know SearchNurture.com. We've got our email on there, our phone number, our form. You know, feel free to reach out or connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm happy to just answer questions, talk to people. That's one of my favorite parts of the job. Or if you need, you know, deeper help, we're, we're happy to support there as well. Awesome, Spencer. Hey, thanks for joining us, man. Um, have a great night. Yeah, Enjoy you too. Thanks a lot. <laughs> have a good Cheers. one. Cheers.